the six that they struck at Ajax saw Napoli become the first team to score ten or more goals in their first three games in a UEFA Champions League group. Hungry from the start for more here. And that's through here for Lozano! What a start for Napoli! And it's such an intelligent finish, because it wasn't an easy header, but he made it look so simple, and Napoli are making football look so simple at the moment. 2011-12 campaign. Oh, Osimitin! What a gift! Presented by Daly Blind and gobbled up by Victor Osimhen. Napoli through to the last 16 and also continuing their 100% record in the section. from Vesuvius podcast. I am your host, Marco Kubani D'Onofrio, and I'm writing solo today because I wanted to get um, some stuff off my chest following the Champions League victory, Napoli beating Ajax in what was another incredible performance. The good guys win 4-2 at the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona uh, in front of a packed house, and the fans and the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. If you haven't watched the game yet... Shame on you, um, but no, seriously, go and watch it. Just um, even if you got to watch the highlights, seeing what the crowd was like and the atmosphere was like was almost just as enjoyable as watching the game itself. Um, but with that said, an incredible performance, like I mentioned, 4 2 Napoli win, and again, the, the result never really was in doubt. Um, they go up 2 nothing early with a, an incredible goal from Lozano, a given goal with Zielinski, and Zielinski sets him up with a beautiful header that Lozano slots home, gives Napoli the lead. Of course, they go up 2 nothing with um, a Raspadori stunner. Just an incredible goal as the kid just continues to grow and continue to show that he really is a legitimate star. He gives Napoli the 2 nothing lead. Um, Napoli concedes early in the second half. It's 2-1 before they score on a penalty kick. Dembele comes in. Um, a little bit of a concern there. Aguisa goes off, clutching his hamstring, so we're hoping that he's okay because that would be a, a, a real devastating injury to suffer if he is out. But, um, again, Napoli take advantage of a penalty kick. Dembele shoots Hits the hand. Tough tough call because for the defender, what are you supposed to do? I get it. But regardless, it hits the hand. And Cavada Donna steps up to take the penalty. And even that was interesting because Osman had come into the game and there was no um, tension. You know, there was no issue about who's taking the penalty. Osman let him take it. He was smiling after. It was That was cool to see. 
that, you know, that relationship is clearly a positive one and a good one. Kavada Donna, you know what, in all honesty, he probably should be taking penalties because one, it was a fantastic penalty in itself, but two, um, what can't this kid do? He, he's looked incredible from everywhere in the pitch. You might as well let him shoot from the spot and, um, he looked good doing it. Gives Napoli a 3-1 lead. Ajax get one back on a penalty, which was a soft call in Juan Jesus, who I thought was pretty good overall. Stepping in for um, Romani, who is out injured and probably won't be back until after the World Cup. So that, that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And then Ozyman comes in and he was just hungry for for a goal. You know, all game he was looking for it and he got it. Uh, runs down, chases down the defender and... What was cool to see about the goal was that it was a goal that, honestly, only Osman's going to score. Like, Simeone, Raspadori, as good as they are in what they do, they're not scoring that type of goal. Uh, and they're capable of doing things that Osman may not be capable of doing, right? So I'm not I'm not criticizing them in any way. It was just such an Osman-like goal. Um, I, I do, and I know Ken and I discussed this last week on the show, was I do not worry, but I question um, the situation at hand now that Osman's back, right? I mean, I felt bad that Simeone didn't get any time today because surely he would have come off the bench had Osman not been back. And I think Simeone's deserved that. He's looked good enough and he's proven that he, he does deserve time. And I mean, this is a guy who had 17 Serie A goals last season. So you're not talking about a kid who, who isn't capable of doing it, right? Like he's a veteran who, who has shown what he can do. So hopefully he'll get some time this weekend against Bologna because I really think he's deserved it. But overall, a positive result in a good game for Napoli and I think one that they really really um I don't want to say really needed given their run of recent results that they've had but one that's kind of solidified them in the Champions League Napoli is officially qualified for the round of 16 so that's really important and I think that's really big get that done as soon as possible would you like to see them clinch and finish first absolutely but again as, as we discussed on the podcast last week it doesn't necessarily guarantee you a better position, right? I mean, or a better opponent in the round of 16. And regardless who you face, you got to win, right? Um, you know, the last time Napoli won their group, they ended up getting Real Madrid in the round of 16. And that was certainly not a favorable opponent. And I believe it was the year, one of the years that they ended up going on to win it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but regardless, you know, and then last year, of course, Napoli got Barcelona in the Europa League. So things can happen. It, it is what it is. But it'll be interesting to see how Na- Napoli navigate um, through these waters now that they've clinched a round of 16 berth, right? Because Spalletti, he can take two approaches here. And I'd like to see him, you know, rotate the squad a little bit more. I mean, I'm not going to be critical of the guy because, again, given the run of recent results, how can you be critical of him? But I, I would like to see a little bit more rotation. I'd like to see, again, like I mentioned, Simeone get more minutes. So that'll be interesting um, to see what happens there. But overall, I, I think you've got to be excited for this club. Again, for me, though, going forward in the round of 16, or sorry, now that in the Champions League, now that you've reached the round of 16, sorry, um, I would like to see what Napoli's able to do in terms of rotation and how deep the squad is. I think this is an opportunity to really test yourselves, and it'll be interesting to see whether Spalletti does it, you know, whether he gives guys like Zaniolo more minutes, right? Like, let the kids play some more, you know, maybe we're, maybe it's Sarago getting some time in, and, and I don't know, again, if that's a good idea, because Merritt's looked really, really good in net, and, and maybe the more he plays, the better he is, so do you really want to sacrifice or risk that? But I do think Sarago probably should get some time. Um, so uh, this is an opportunity to do it. You've got two games, one at at home against Rangers, and then of course you finish with the big game at Anfield against Liverpool. But if if you win at home, 
against I against Rangers, that game against IX might be sorry, that game against Liverpool at Anfield might be meaningless, right? I mean, even if if Liverpool does beat IX on the road in in the fifth match day of the Champions League, it'll be tough for them to overcome the four one loss at at the Maradona, right? Like they're gonna have to win three nothing or <clears throat> And overcome the goal differential as well. So I just don't see that happening. I think with with Atlanta on that weekend coming up in Serie A, I think you want to go into that game against Anfield and potentially not play a B squad because I don't think Napoli has a B squad, to be honest, and I think that's what makes them so dangerous. But you, you want to give some of your starters some rest, right? Um, we're seeing a lot of these midfielders. You know, we're seeing, again, how can you criticize what they've done, whether it's, you know, Zielinski and Guisa, whether it's Labarca, but we're seeing them get a lot of playing time. So, you know, Dembele starting to get more time. We he, we saw him start in, in favor of Zielinski on the weekend. And, you know, he came in for Nguisa in the Champions League tonight against Ajax. But at the same time, I hope Nguisa's okay. Again, I mentioned how he was kind of clutching his hamstring. So it's too early to speculate on anything. But you hope he's okay. And if he is injured, then it's almost silly, right? Because coming into the game, honestly, I would have liked to see Dembele get a start and maybe Nguisa on the bench. And I get they're very different players, but... At the same time, you've, you've got to find a way to get these guys some rest. They can't be doing it every game all the time. And I think having the World Cup break actually helps Napoli because they're sending very few players to the World Cup. And Guisa is one of them, though, so that doesn't help the cause. Um, but, you know, having that break is going to give these players some time off. For the most part, again, Napoli is probably sending five, six players at the very most. So for the most part, you're going to have a, a full squad for two months. Um, getting whether it's rest or reps or, or almost like a preseason for round two of the season because it is such a unique campaign. Um, but with that said, I think it's important that you avoid injury now while you can. We're seeing what's happening, right? We're, we're seeing, uh, of course, Di Maria went down for Juve uh, in the Champions League. Dybala went down for Roma. Like, and again, these guys are injury prone, but at the same time, you've got to be careful. And, and not believe, I, I just worry about that. I think that's the one area where I'd like to see Spadaletti do a little bit better is potentially rotate the squad a little bit more but you know that's here nor there and, and given the results how can you really really complain um again at far from vesuvius is the twitter handle we always love to hear from you we've been working really really hard uh to develop more content and get more stuff out there so please do uh follow us if you only listen to the podcast that's cool too and we appreciate you doing that we've got so many podcasts coming out all the time weekly and and almost daily at this point so that's pretty cool but make sure you are following and, and on twitter we, we get some pretty good stuff out there at far from vesuvius tweet at us we, we love to interact and you know we love to chat and we love to get your interactions or your reactions to these games because you know it's interesting to see the different viewpoints right because um i feel like especially the napoli fan base it's a really unique one to say the least and, and as good as the results have been and as good as this team has been at the same time you know there is still room for criticism and it's important to stay grounded and i think that'll be the biggest challenge is right now everyone's talking about how good this team is and what they've done and you know how good they look and you know what the new blood has been able to do but at the same time you know napoli was actually further ahead in Serie A last season. They, they actually had two more points going into round 10, right? They had, I think, 25 as opposed to the 23. So uh, it's important perspective, but Napoli's also doing it in Europe, so that says a lot, and not just in Europe, Europe's premier competition in the Champions League. So that that does mean something, you know, and that does say something. And um, I, I've got to shout out Henry because uh, the doctor, he, he mentioned on Twitter that 
this Napoli team, any question, you know, whether this Napoli team is actually gaining more international, a more international presence and a, a more global profile as a result uh, under Spalletti uh, than they did under Sarri, right? I mean, at the time, Sarri's, Sarri's team got quite a bit of, you know, hype around Europe, but they never really performed in the Champions League. They never really performed in the Europa League with Sarri. They never got it done in Europe. Um, and as much as they they played great football and it was as beautiful as it was and as much as they competed for a Scudetto, at, at the end of the day, they never accomplished what a lot of people thought they were capable of. And, and whether they were or not is a different story. And, you know, you could easily argue that they, they always punched above their weight class, you know, given the salary structure and all that. But at the end of the day, they never won a big trophy, right? That That's... that's the reality and we hate saying that we hate acknowledging that but that's the truth right so Spalletti's team because of what they're doing in Europe they're certainly gaining a higher profile right especially after the performance um against Ajax in the first game where they won 6-1 everyone was talking about it right everyone was now all of a sudden paying attention saying that this team is legit right and that's without you know Victor Osman in the lineup and now that he's back it gives even more of an international profile because I do think even even after the brilliance of the early season campaign, a lot of casual fans who may not watch said, yeah, um, probably know Osman more than anybody else on this team. So um, it'll be interesting to see what this team does going forward and and what this what happens, you know, once the atmosphere gets a little bit heavier, you know, once, you know, they start to face more challenges. Everything's always nice and, and sunny and roses when, when you're winning every game. But what happens when you're not, right? And, and maybe this team doesn't have to worry about that. Maybe they just keep going on the role that they're on, but I don't think that's realistic. So what happens if they start, you know, if they draw a game or two? Are, are they able to rebound? Are they able to recover? And I think that's a question we haven't really seen yet. Yeah, there's the back-to-back draws against, you know, Fiorentina and Lecce, but at, at the end of the day, um, they haven't really suffered yet. And that's a good thing, and that means that they're performing and they're doing well. And uh, again, I talked about this with Ken last week. There's a little bit of them being naive almost, which is a good trait to have right now. You know, it's it's the inexperience and the youthful optimism of everything. Let's go. Let's win. Why can't we do something? You know, and, and I think the fan base is, is right on board with them. And watching the scenes today at the Maradona and seeing the joy on people's faces and, and hearing the Saro Conte and, you know, Napoli turn a campione. Like, everyone is excited right now. And, you know, coming into the season, you wouldn't have thought that was possible given, um, you know, everything everyone was talking about all the players that had left the departures everybody was shook and and right now napoli is it's a good time to be a napoli fan probably the best time in a long time to be a napoli fan so i think we should be excited we should be happy we 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 gotta you know stay grounded a little bit um but if napoli can continue to perform and i think this weekend was a great result um and a great showing for napoli because that's a typical game where napoli might you know flounder or flounder sorry flounder uh, might flounder a little bit right after a big win a 6-1 win away in amsterdam against ajax playing cremonese isn't very sexy you know it isn't the most exciting game but they found a way, and, and Napoli, uh, truth be told, they didn't look their best either. They weren't great, but they were good enough, and, and they fought. And when you have the depth to to, pro, to be able to play guys like Simeone off the bench, you know, the energy that he brings is just incredible to see. Um, and being able, again, and the Zielinski didn't start, he, him coming off the bench, and, and having guys like, you know, 
Politano available off the bench if you need them. Sorry, Lozano, Politano started. Lozano was off the bench that game. But, you know, you, you get the point, right? This team's got so much depth and so much capabilities. And now that you got Victor Osman back, it's even more scary. The one area that they don't necessarily have a whole lot of depth in might be on the defense. And that's where the concern could be now that Romani's out. And, and I'd like to see Ostergaard get some more time. Um, I, I think he could be a, a, a real bright spot. He looked good when we saw him in Serie A you know, make his debut against Lecce. We haven't seen him since. He came off the bench, obviously, to kind of uh, shore the ship, if, if that's the terminology I'm looking for when uh, when Romani went out injured. But he's a guy I'd like to see play more. I, I think he, he can, you know, turn into a, a potential real, real gem for us. But at the same time, I get the idea of having a steady presence like Juan Jesus and especially, um, you know, in a game against Ajax like tonight when you had Oliveira there and Kim beside you, maybe you want more of a veteran like Juan Jesus. Yeah, you got Di Lorenzo, your, cap- your captain. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it helps having a guy like Juan Jesus in there. So I think it's an exciting time. Um, if you are a Napoli fan, I mean, I know it's an exciting time if you're a Napoli fan, and I can see that on Twitter, and I can see the joy that people are having. So embrace the moment, and enjoy it. I don't want to take that away. We do need to stay a little bit grounded, though, um, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens this weekend. when And another test, right? Like, Napoli going to play Bologna. Yeah, they're at home, um, but this is a game that they've got to win. This is a game you can't afford to drop points in. It's a season where um, there's a lot of teams chasing the fact, right? Like, yeah, Inter has struggled, Juventus stinks, but at the same time, um, and, you know, Roma's lost the ball, but they're right behind. Milan's right behind. Udinese's there. Atlanta's there. there there's a few teams chasing. Um, so Napoli can't afford to slip up. As good as they've been, there's not really a big gap. And now that they sit alone at top Serie A, it's nice to look down on the on the, on the porch, on the perch, and, you know, enjoy the moment. But at the same time, just, you know, remember that it's a long season. And we hope and we haven't, we hope that these young guys are capable of doing uh, what we think they might be able to, but they haven't proven that yet. So let's, let's kind of breathe. Let's relax. Let's enjoy the moment and celebrate. Have a cigar if you want to tonight, but Napoli hasn't lifted any trophies yet. Um, but thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate it. I, I enjoy it. I love the fact that we are able to do this. I love the crew. I love Far From Vesuvius. And thank you always for supporting us at Far From, Vesuv- Far From Vesuvius on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Kubani underscore. That's it, at Kubani underscore. I'm your host. We are out. Please.